<laughs> we are back, man. It's time for another session of that verbal cardio, man. Episode 40, man. 40. 40. 40 is that number that you pay attention to. 40 stands out. It's the 40th annual. Well, 50 is harder hitting than the 40. But, like, when you turn 40, it's a big deal. Like, I turned 40 this year. It was a big deal for your boy. And uh, this is the 40th episode, man. Come on. Verbal cardio. 40 episodes deep. Yo, when I hit 100 episodes, that's when it's a true milestone and then I can be syndicated. Yeah. Yeah, man. What's going on? We back with the visuals, too, man. I didn't screw up this time. I think I'm back with the visuals. I don't want to say I'm here with the visuals and then I'm not here with the visuals. Let's just see what happens, man. So if, I, if I'm talking about the visuals and then it's not a visual, I screwed up again. Because I'm prone to do that. I'm prone to do the screw-up here and there. I dabble in the screw-ups, if you will. I dabble in the screw-ups. And, of course... Got my lovely co-host, water in the building. You know what I'm saying? Got that water on deck. Mm. Yeah, baby's crying in my neighborhood because I live in the I live in the real neighborhoods, B. I'm out here, B, living a real life with neighbors, people in the community, babies crying. Dice games, you know what I'm saying? Shopping cart noises. I live in the community, B. Fights. It'd be drama on my corners. On the corner, it'd be drama. Yo, seriously, though, it was some drama one night. It was this lady screaming bloody murder, like in a nice, lavish, like, kind of like a condo up top. I live in a nice neighborhood. And so, but my apartment is mediocre within the nice neighborhood. You get what I'm saying? Like the neighborhood is lavish, but my apartment within the lavishness is just, it's mad humble. But you see the background. You see the table I got from Kmart. You see what's going on in here. Um, this lady was screaming like bloody. She was like, oh. And we was like, yo, me and this other dude was looking at each other. So we looking at the top. He's like, should I call the cops? I'm like, yeah, man, because it sounded like it was going down. I still don't know to this day what happened. Cops came up. Man, let me tell you, the cops in Burbank don't play. They pulled up five deep. I was like, let me take my black ass inside before they shoot me for no reason. Cops is out here, man. The cops don't mess with me in Burbank. I don't want to jinx it up, and I want to say they never mess with me, and then I get pulled over tonight. But, uh. They don't mess with me, man, but I always see him. I always see him, man. I'll be, be texting and driving. I'll just be out here reckless, man. I'll be having cocaine on the steering wheel, man, and on the dashboard. You know what I'm saying? They never pull your boy over. You know what I'm saying? I'll be beating the kids right in the car. Nothing, man. No pullovers, no nothing. I'm just out here living lavishly, man. Um, don't forget to drink more water, man. I forgot to mention that. Don't forget to drink more water, man. That's the key to life. The key to life is water. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. Water first, everything else is second. Love is second. Uh, food is second. Um, everything you can think of is secondary to water, okay? Because without that, you're dead, son. You're dead, son. Okay? Just want everybody to know that. I want to reiterate that every time. Y'all are like, man, is water paying you? Yes, it's paying me with life. 
Okay, it's paying me with life. Okay, drink more water, people. Anyway, uh, I'm feeling good, man. I'm in a good little space. Feeling good. Been watching mad movies, doing the little movie reviews on YouTube, man. Trying to build the YouTube up. And people are always like, man, Tony, man, when Animal Planet going to see you? When Pixar going to see you? When 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 these networks going to give you a show? I'm not waiting on them, y'all. I'm providing you the content now. Like, I'm providing you the content with YouTube, with this podcast, Instagram, Facebook. I'm giving it to you direct. Just support the hell out of that. Everything else will come. Everything else will come, man. If I get a big enough fan base on YouTube, on Facebook, on Instagram, then they can't deny this. They can't deny it. Or I could just write my own ticket and just create my own stuff. But y'all just got to support. Like, y'all should all be subscribing to my YouTube page. Easy. You know what I'm saying? Easy. Just subscribe to it. That's my network. That's my Animal Planet. That's my Pixar. That's my Comedy Central. That, those are my shows. It's going to be on the YouTube page. Just subscribe to that. And then everything else will fall into place. Trust. Trust and believe. And come see me live. Come see me live, man. I'm tired of inviting people to my comedy shows and they keep flaking, man. I'm sick of it. So I'm done inviting. Shout out to the tried and true that always come to multiple shows. Shout out to y'all, man. Y'all can always get on my free guest list, man. But you other people that never show up, yeah, I'm coming. I'm done with y'all. I'm done inviting. I'm done inviting. I'm done inviting. And I'm petty, man. I'm petty McGee. I'm petty white. I'm petty Crocker. You know what I'm saying? Petty Pendergrass out here, man. So when the tickets get expensive and like, yo, the, the Tony Baker World Tour, and tickets is like $75, 50 bucks. No, I have to get on that list, man. I'm talking about people I know in person. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if I met you in person, bring your ass to the show, man. I'm just trying to make you, at the end of the day, I'm just trying to make you laugh. That's all I'm trying to do. Laugh, laughter is good for the soul, man. That's all I'm trying to do. I'm trying to make your soul feel right, man. I'm trying to give you this medicine. You know what I'm saying? Just come through. Come through for your boy and enjoy. Enjoy, man. I'm feeling good, though. I've been mad busy. Been traveling like crazy, man. I'm sleepy, tired. Earlier this week, it was, I was talking on Monday. I swore up and down it was Tuesday. I put on my uh, Instagram snap. I was like, what's up, man? Happy Taco Tuesday, y'all. It was Monday in the mug. I was like, what? It's... It's Monday. I feel so dumb. But I, it was like it was like ingrained in me that it was it was Tuesday. Like I swore up and down. Like if I was doing, if I was still in school and doing homework, you know, you used to put your name in the left left hand corner. I would have put Tuesday. I'd been like Tuesday, October. I don't even know what day. Don't ask. Don't even ask me what date it is. Because if I don't know the day, I damn sure don't know the date. Birthdays, phone numbers. I don't know. I don't know what's going on here. I don't know what's happening, man. But I was confused. I was like, I need more sleep. Because my sleep is raggedy, y'all. Like, ah, I'm not getting enough sleep. And I know you got to get some sleep. You got to drink water and get sleep. I'm slacking on the sleep front, okay? Not slacking on the water at all, but the sleep is where I lack, man. I got to step it up, man. It's just, it's just, I, I don't like to go to sleep because I'm missing something. I feel like I could be working. I feel like I could be be creating something. I feel like I could be making, shoot, making new voiceovers, doing something, you know. I finished Narcos uh, season three. I finished it, man. I put my nose to the ground and finished that joint. Narcos is dope, man. Great show, man. I'm looking forward to another season. I didn't know that for season four, 
they were talking about focusing on Mexico, the Mexican cartel. And they had a, a location scout that he worked on Sicario. He, he's worked on uh, Skyfall. Some dope movies, man. Yo, I didn't know. Well, they say this is the story. But while he was scouting for locations for Narco season four, he got he got murdered. He got murdered. Like, you can look at it. I looked it up on IMDb. I was like, yo, this dude got murdered. Like, they didn't go into details of why he got murdered. But, yo, he was in Mexico scouting locations for narcos. And they, they shot him, like, bullets. Like, they shot him up. I'm like, yo, did they do that just because he was he was location scouting? I'm like, damn, man. It's real out here, man. It's real in Mexico. I remember we used to go, uh, I went to the school at New Mexico State University, and, uh, which is about 40, 45 minutes from El Paso, Texas. El Paso is right next to Juarez, Mexico. So the students, the college students uh, back in the 90s and stuff, they used to go to Juarez and like you could drink early at an earlier age in Mexico, and the Chiefs was mad, the drinks was mad cheap. So the college students used to go to Mexico and party, and I was like, I got to the school. I was like, I ain't going. I ain't going to Mexico. I am not going. You hear all the urban legends. Yeah, you pass out. They take your organs. You wake up in the tub with ice. And um, so I vowed never to go to Mexico. I ended up going. Got drunk. Um, yeah, we got drunk. But we was in that mug. We was in that thing, man. We walked across the border, man. I got drunk. Here's why I messed up. I was drinking beer and regular liquor, and I mixed them. And I was done, son. I was done, son. The trip back over the border was real, son. I was drunk McGillicuddy, man. I was drunk McGillicuddy, man. But then, you know, water's got super bad, so they shut that down, man. El Paso, Texas, one of the worst cities uh, I've been to. It's no disrespect to the people of El Paso, but El Paso is just too big to be that lackluster in character. Like, El Paso is just, it's just there. It's a big city, man. Big population, but zero character. Zero. El Paso looks like a big-ass suburb. That's what it is. It's just a big-ass, full-length feature suburb, man. It's whack. Not, no diss to the people. The people are cool, but the city itself, trash. El Paso is whack-tacular. Um, I haven't performed in El Paso in a spell because uh, I'm gonna be real. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be uh, Franklin and Bash out here. I'm gonna be upfront and honest. And uh, there's this comedy club there called the Comic Strip. And some years ago, I got booked by the Booker. He uh, he had me come out and I co-headlined with uh, Ty Rivera. Shout out to Ty Rivera, man, funny comedian. And I got the utmost respect for Ty's work ethic. Um, me and Ty Rivera were co-headlining, and uh, we had good shows. We had some good shows. I remember the club, the stage was high. I had, I had a good time. And uh talked to the booker slash owner, you know what I mean? And uh, we had a good rapport. And so um, I wanted to follow through with, like, you know, like when I do a club, I like to get, let's get some other dates locked down. Let's, like I'll reach, not, not the, the last day I'm there, when you go give me some more dates, but, like, I like to follow through. And like, all right, let's do this again. Maybe a year from now, let, let's bring me back out. Let's talk about it. And so I was hitting them up. I was sending them emails. I was like, yo, yo, Bart, how you doing, man? This, that, and the third. Love to get some more dates. You know what I'm saying? Let me know. 
Sent him about three, four emails. No reply. Nothing. No reply. Nothing. Didn't hear from him. And so uh, I... A friend of mine who was booking shows out here, well, actually in San Diego, Greg Jones, he, had, he was doing shows in San Diego. He was always bringing me out to San Diego, booking me on, on all kind of stuff. So I was like, yo, so I rock with Greg. So Greg ended up getting a job where he was, he was put in El Paso. So he started to do comedy in El Paso. So I was like, he was like, yo, man, come on out. There. I was like, for sure, Greg, already, you already know what it is, Greg, let's go. Went out there as soon as I guess as soon as they made the flyer, he was promoting the show. Then I get an email from Bart, the same dude that ignored me for several emails. Now he want to pull up in my email and talk about. I don't think it's right that uh, you know you out here doing shows without really you know contacting me. Excuse me. I blew I blew your email up. Didn't hear nothing. It was Cricket City. The crickets was tap dancing. It was a chorus line of crickets. Like he wasn't hitting me back whatsoever. It was cricket soup. These crickets was break dancing. They was doing the stanky leg. The crickets was doing the Cupid shuffle, the electric slide. They was river dancing. It was Cricket City. Jimmy Cricket was in that thing. It was cricket. It was cricket cell phone devices. It was Cricket City. You hear me? Legs rubbing together. To the fullest degree. Nothing. But now he want to pull up with the email just because he's salty because I did another show in El Paso. I was like, look, Bart, man, I was hitting you up, getting no reply, getting nothing, man. I got kids. I ain't got time to be, you know, getting ignored out here. I go where the money is. Now, had we had a good report, had we had a nice little flow of communication, I'd have been like, yo, you know, how you feel about this? And first, another thing, I don't, I don't like when bookers try to try to uh, control everything like that. You can't do this show like, hey, man, unless y'all paying us like a, a regular salary, man, stop trying to control us like that, man. We got, we got bills to pay. If we can only do your club once a year, guess what? I might come to your city and do another venue. You know what I mean? Like, y'all got to think about that. Especially, it's not like I was... I'm headlining in a different city every weekend. Like I'm, I'm getting sparse gigs here and there, man. Don't be, don't be trying to pull that, man. Don't be trying to pull that. It's all about the loyalty. Oh man, let me get this money, man. Let me do this show right here, and then I'll come back for another weekend. How about that? Nah, he didn't see it that way. And when, you know, when I emailed him, I was just, like, and I wasn't, I wasn't apologetic. I was just like. I was just like, I was hitting you up. I didn't get no reply. So at that point, I'm like, all right, cool. I'm going to just do what I do. Why should I consult you so I can get some more crickets on the email? That's how I looked at it. Respond to the email. That's all you had to do. People get on my nerves. They don't hit you back. And then all of a sudden, they want to pull up when they got a grievance. That's when, that's when you get the prompt communication, when they got issue. But when you're just trying to, you know, consolidate, try to get on the books again, like, you know, I didn't... I, how am I supposed to? I didn't know if you wanted me back in El Paso since I was getting the crickets. Maybe I didn't deliver. So I was like, all right, I got to move on. I got bills, B. And if he hears this podcast, man, we still haven't talked. He still hasn't brought me back. It's been years now. So I figured, all right, I guess I'm on the on the no book list at this point. But that, But that's just the honest truth of what went down. Like, you know, he wasn't hitting me back. My boy was in El Paso doing a show. 
somebody I work with many times who put money in my pocket after the El Paso show as well. And, you know, I got one disgruntled owner slash booker that acts like, you know, you can only do my club in this city. How selfish is that, man? We got we got miles to feed. We got bills to pay, man. Be realistic. Booker slash owners, be realistic. All right? They're going to be listening to this podcast. Oh, that's how you feel? Never book Tony again. I'm messing up my own uh, money. Um, But please, bookers, man, be mindful of that, man. Be mindful. You know? We'll promote your club. We'll do our best to get people to your club, but... Don't be just trying to control us like that. You work for me and me alone. You hear me? No, I don't hear you. No. Um. Anyway, so that's that. And that's my El Paso story. And then I almost got booked in El Paso again, but that show fell through for whatever reason. It was out of my hands. But, uh, you know, shout out, shout out to the people of El Paso. But the city itself, y'all got to... El Paso, y'all got to do something, man. Y'all got to step it up and just, I don't know. I don't know what El Paso needs, but it needs something. It needs something, man, just to, just to stand out. Just a big-ass, huge suburb. I don't know, man. No disrespect to the people of El Paso. But even, even if y'all live in El Paso, you know. You know what it is. You don't be looking at the city like, I love my city. I don't think you do. I don't think you do, man. Like, you never hear about El Paso, Texas. You hear about Dallas. People, oh, I'm from Dallas. They say it with pride. Dallas, Texas. Pride in Houston. Corpus Christi. Austin, Texas. I've never heard a negative thing about Austin, Texas. San Antonio. People be proud to be from these places. El Paso, you hear nothing. Where you from? El Paso. Where? El Paso. Pass me, pass me the sauce. Pass the old El Paso, taste the old Southwest. Remember those commercials? Pass the old El Paso, and taste our very best. It was like a salsa joint. I don't hear nothing about El Paso, man. In Texas, people be proud to be from Texas, too. People be like, yeah, I'm from Houston. I'm from Port Arthur. I'm from Corpus Christi. I'm from Lubbock. I'm from Amarillo. I'm from Dallas, Arlington, Fort Worth. Pride. San Antonio. You know what I'm saying? El Paso. El, El Paso. Where you from? El, El Paso. What? Pesos? El Paso. All right, man. All right. No disrespect. Anyway, Bart, if you're listening to my podcast, bring me back, man. Let's, let's, let's squash beef. Bring me back, dog. I will come do the comic strip again. Bring me back. But, you know, I feel like I really don't owe him an apology. You know what I mean? Especially since I was reaching out to no avail before that. You know what I mean? I don't know. Y'all tell me. Y'all tell me. Am I, am I in the wrong? Am I being Petty Wilcox? Am I being stubborn Jorgensen? I don't know. Y'all let me know, man. I was in Montana uh, this past weekend, part of the uh, Big Sky Festival. I wasn't competing in the festival, but I was there to do a fundraiser show. So uh, I had done this festival like three, three or four years ago, and it was the most fun festival I've ever done. So much fun, man. So I'm in Montana, man. And it's funny, man. Whenever I go to Montana, Idaho, you know, typically white areas, like my following 
they always be like, be careful out there. Ain't no black folks out there. Yeah, you you be careful now. Like, people really be worried. Like, if I go to uh, places with low African-American populations, y'all really be worried out there. I don't be worried. I just be like, all right, you know, let's bring it. They about to get these jokes. I really don't care. But uh, they be worried, man. Black people worry. We just worry. Like, why are you out in the woods? Where you go? It's dark out there. Be careful now. Oh, you in the ocean, man. Be careful. No matter where you are. Oh, you overseas. Now, watch out there now. Black folks are scared shitless out here. Oh, oh who? You didn't, hold on now. I'll be like, man, chill. I mean, we got a lot to be scared about, but I just can't live my life in fear like that, man. So I was in Montana, fresh air. Mm, I know this thing about small towns. I was in Billings, Montana, and that's one of the biggest cities in Montana. And um, I don't know what the population of Billings is. I'm about to look it up now. But um, it's one of the biggest cities in Montana. So, it's, you know, it's one of the big dogs of Montana. And uh, and I've been there. This is probably like my third or fourth time in Billings, Montana. And uh, so I feel like, you know, I feel like I run Billings. You know what I mean? I feel like I own the city, man. I, whenever I touch down in Montana, people be like, yo, Tone, man, what's up? Like, hey, man, just out here just living life, man. Hey, yo, Tony, man. Hey, man, I see you out there shining and glistening in your own destiny, man. What's up, man? I, hey, man, stay up, man. Stay up. Yeah, all right, man. I see you over here on the tractor. Let's get it, man. All right, man. Hey, man, God bless, you know. Every time I touch down in Billings, man, they know me. I pull up to the hotel. They be like, oh, Tom, man, welcome back. Your room is already set. Oh, you got the TV on already? All right, that's what's up, man. Forensic files, you know what I'm saying? That's how they do your boy in Billings. Wait, hold on. Okay, all right. So Billings has a population of 166,000, according to uh, Wikipedia. That's pretty large. And Montana's a huge state. If you don't know anything about Montana... It's a northern state, so right right up north from Montana is Canada, okay? You got you got Idaho to the west and you got uh North Dakota to the to the east. And right underneath it is uh Wyoming, I believe. So that's where it is. And it's, so it's right there. It's no and it's huge. Um I think I think uh land-wise it's ranked in terms of um you know, the size of the state. I think it's top five, if I'm not mistaken. Let me look, man. Let me look. Let me give y'all some facts on, on Montana. Montana. Montana is huge. I'm looking at the, the little map. I'm like, yo. So the land area is 43. Oh, no, that's not right. Oh, I'm looking at Billings. My bad. I'm not looking at the state. Um, So Billings is the... <laughs> 261st biggest city in uh in America. So we in Montana. Billings, Montana. Um so it's got that small town feel. And so we were doing a lot of after parties and stuff like that. And um when you're in a small town, now, now keep in mind, I've lived in a small town before. I lived in Clovis, New Mexico for years. Population 30,000. I've lived in Las Cruces, New Mexico, population about 70,000. So, and you know, Billings is, is bigger than those places. So I've lived in even smaller than Billings. And, uh, but you know, when you go outside of Billings, that's when you say, yeah, an area 
In area, Montana is the fourth biggest state in the U.S. It's crazy. So I, so I assume if it's fourth, um, so we got Alaska number one, Texas number two, probably California, and then, then Montana. Then I think New Mexico might be next. Um, but, yeah, like in the small town, man, when you go out, the nightlife in small towns is dangerous. Not in terms of murder, but in terms of fights. Like, people in small towns be ready to fight every weekend. I don't know what it is. Like, I, I've partied in Albuquerque, Clovis, Las Cruces. People be on 10, 24-7, amped up, chest out, ready, man. I'll be like, why? Like, what? why? Why is everybody? I guess because you're bored. You want to make your presence felt. I don't know what it is about small towns, but everybody be like, you go out in the big city, everybody chilling, you know what I'm saying? There be people in there with bullet wounds. They just want to have a good time in peace. Small towns, though, man, they they were ready to fight. It was fights. We went to this uh, little bar thing. Fights all up in there. Security hustling, scrambling through. People getting thrown out. Cowboy hats flying off. Shirts grabbed. Security toss-ups. Women like, wait. Following behind. People getting thrown out. Dudes with their shirt off. Well, what did? Well, what? You know, shirt off. In the, and it's cold. It's cold. Shirt off. I'm like, that's a lot of adrenaline pump right there. Because it was chilly as hell. My nipples was hard the whole time I was in Montana. Nipples was on max. I, I, I was cutting diamonds with my nipples, man. It was mad cold. And I was like, man. So if I'm getting into fight in Montana, my shirt's staying on. My shirt is staying on. I might take off my little. Nah, I'm leaving everything on, man. You're just going to have to snatch me up by the hoodie if we going to fight. You know what I'm saying? And I get the shirt offness. I get the shirt off because it's less to grab on. Because if somebody grab your clothing, that's a hell of an advantage you just lost. If they got your shirt, if they got you by the shirt and just mack. That's why when girls fight, they grab each other by the hair. And so they just stuck in place. And then they use the other hand to just bring them hits in. I'll be like, man. That's why I'm like, I'm bald headed. You try to grab my head, you're going to slip. And by that time, I done hit you in the throat seven times, man. And I'll punch people in the throat. I don't go for the face. I'm coming for your neck. I'm punching you dead in the Adam's apple. And I headbutt. I headbutt, too. I'm going for the nose on the headbutt, and I punch people in the neck. That's how I fight. That's how I get down. You feel me? You feel me, what I'm saying there? But, man, man, dudes was on 10, and these dudes was arguing. And, like, for me, if it's a fight situation, I don't shy away from the fights like I should. I know I should back away, get a safe distance. When it's going down, I'll be right up in the mix, like too close. And he's one dude. Then we went, we left that first spot. We went to the second spot, another fight. Dudes was amped up, but they was it was hella chattiness going on. They was talking too much. It was like, Whoa. I'm just saying, man, you came out with the disrespect. No, I, I, well, I meant no disrespect to you, but this guy meant fuck this guy. Well, then what? You know, it was just a lot of chatter. They was talking for like 15 minutes. So I'm standing there, and I'm getting a little bit on my Snapchat. I'm standing there. I'm like, yo, man, they going to get it in or what? You know what I'm saying? I was waiting. Like, all right, they going to do this, man. Let's let's get it. And I'm standing right there like, yeah. Like, I'm part of the – I was standing there like I was part of the crew. Like, yeah, well, what's up then? You know what I'm saying? But I was just going to watch. I was going to watch, get that front row, pull out the camera, you know, world star it up, you know, maybe do a voiceover, maybe do Chris Wagner and Buddy Tubbs over it live. You know what I mean? 
But they was talking too much. So I drifted off and started talking to one of the girls that I had known from the festival. Blah, blah, blah. And then they finally duped it out a little bit. It was like, boom. It was like one solid hit and then everybody else was scrambling. What's the point of the fight breakup? What's the point of breaking up fights? I'm kind of not on the breaking up fights tip. Like if we if we playing Uno at a game night and if we inside the house and y'all my best friend, I don't want to see that. I get that. But if we out, you know, there's a random dude popping off at the mouth, you know what I mean? One-on-one, let them square, let them fight. I've done that before. I remember my boy, uh, my boy Kool-Aid and this dude Raphael got into a fight. And they had been beefing with each other for like weeks. And I was just tired of hearing it. And I was like, well, what's up then? I was like, well, all right, y'all. Y'all just fight. Let's, let's get it. Let's, let's settle this now because I'm tired of y'all two arguing. This is what I did. Oh, I'm tired of y'all arguing, man. Duke it out, man. Get it off your chest. Let's duke it out. I let them fight. I didn't break it up for a long time. They were tired. But I let them fight, man. I was like, y'all just going to fight. And I let them fight. I, I did that with my boy Chuck, man. Chuck had saw this girl in the mall and a girl he went to school with. He was, and she had just had a fight. And so he walks past her and was like, man, you got fucked up. And then I was like, why did, why did Chuck do that? That was totally disrespectful. And she's like, what? Oh, okay. So she went and got, got her brother, uncle. I don't know who this dude was. So uncle came around the corner, swole up on Chuck. And I was like, let it happen, man. Because, I mean, Chuck Chuck started it, man. He shouldn't have said that to that girl. So I was like, let him, let him fight one-on-one, man. His mouth, his mouth wrote the check. Let's see if he can cash it. Let's see if he can deposit it. So I let them fight one-on-one. I made sure the dude's boy didn't step up. I was just right there. And then, you know, Chuck, it was a lot of scrambling, a lot of fumbling in the fight, a lot of tussling. And then the dude flipped Chuck over, and Chuck hit his head. And so when he got back up, he was kind of out of it. And so... That's when I broke it up because I knew Chuck was, like, stunned by the slam. So I was like, all right, dude, got him. Let me not let Chuck get overwhelmed. So I slid in then. And I was like, all right, that's enough, man. So I, I pushed the dude off of him. But, you know, I let the initial fight ensue because I was like, all right, one-on-one, man, square it up. People just always breaking up fights. Let it happen. If the cops are around, break it up because then you don't want nobody going to jail. But – I mean, if it ain't no weapons, ain't no guns, ain't no knives, ain't no, like, serious life threat, let these cats duke it out, man. Let these cats duke it out. They already pissed. Anyway, I've run out of time, guys. I've run out of time. This is what I want y'all to do for me. Subscribe to my YouTube page. Please subscribe to my YouTube page, man. Thank y'all for listening. Follow me at Tony Baker Comedy on Instagram, at Tony Baker Comedy on Facebook if they give me my page back. I'm currently disabled. Um, follow me at Snapchat at Tony Baker Comedy. Uh, I'm at Tony Baker Comedy everywhere. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. Please comment um, in my on my Instagram or my YouTube. Comment in the comment section. Let me know what you want me to talk about in the future. Thank y'all so much for listening. And thank y'all for tuning in to another session of that Verbal Guardian.